another Big Ten football coach gets paid. After the best fighting Illini season in a while, Brett Bielema signs on the dotted line to stay with the Illini for a little while longer. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, you're tuned in to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson, and we're going to get you everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday here on the program. Coming up on today's show, a look later on with Jason Jordan at LeBron James' son and his recruitment. Bronny James still hasn't chosen a school. He's the highest-rated uncommitted recruit in the 2023 class. So what are the odds that he comes to the Buckeyes, the only school in which he's actually taken a visit? We'll go into things with Jason on the latest in what has been a very pretty quiet uh, recruitment of LeBron's son. We haven't really talked on it much on the show here, so hadn't talked to Jason in a while either. Figured it'd be good to at least combine those two things and get an update on where we stand and what he thinks about where Bronny's going to go. We'll get into that all later on, but we're going to start off the program with a look at the Big Ten football coaches, in particular Brett Bielema. Bielema gets himself an extension with Illinois after guiding Illinois to the best season the Illini have had in a while. Let's start with the numbers that are behind this deal, though. A six-year extension for Bielema, including benefits beyond what is a base salary of $6 million. So he'll start there. There's annual raises included and also a half a million dollar retention uh, not fee, I guess, the opposite of a fee. He'll get the money if he stays with the Illini, as well as a number of other awards bonuses too. So it's big money for Bielema. Illinois shelling out big money to keep him at the Illini. So Illinois just adds itself onto a list of really, really high-paid coaches in the Big Ten. We'll get to that in a minute. But first, all the numbers behind why Bielema got this deal. Illinois this season is 8-4 and four as things stand, getting ready to go into its bowl game where it could get a ninth win. During this season, the Illini were ranked, which is the first time that's happened in 11 years, since 2011. Also in this season, the team got to, as we mentioned, eight wins. The first time that they've gotten there since 2007. It's the first time they've had a winning season in the Big Ten since 2007. And it's the highest they've been ranked, all the way up at 14 this season, since 2007. So as far as what Brett Bielema has done here at Illinois, in just his second season, he's gotten the Illini at heights that they have not seen in more than a decade, if not 15 years. So when you look at this deal and you're thinking, all right, Brett Bielema has been there two years. He's done well with the Illini and you want to sign him to a contract extension, sure. But is six years and making him one of the highest paid coaches in all college football the best idea? Well, if you're Illinois, you know that you're not a prime time destination for a coach. You know that you got the money right now to be able to spend it on a guy. So Illinois went out and got its guy in Brett Bielema and, well, I guess keeps its guy in Brett Bielema and at least for now is with him at 
for the moment. I mean, Jeff Brom had just signed an extension at Purdue. He's already gone and going to Louisville. So as far as keeping him at Illinois, it's not foolproof, of course, but they they paid the big bucks to get the guy who had brought them success they hadn't seen in, again, 10 to 15 years. He's the first Illinois coach to make a bowl game in his second season or earlier since Lou Tepper did it in his first full season coaching the team in 1992. So not only is this success coming for Illinois, for Bielema it's coming early in his coaching tenure. He was able to flip the Illini and turn them around quickly. That ability to develop the talent that was already there, as well as some of the things that we've seen and what he's been able to do in recruiting and off the field, it's a good combination for a team like Illinois that knows it's not going to get the biggest of big names in college football. However, the biggest thing I want to get to here, because let's be real, while Brett Bielema getting a $6 million a year deal from Illinois is huge, it's not like conference-altering huge as far as what we expect from the Illini in the coming years, right? Maybe they'll be good. Maybe Bielema continues to keep that team consistent in a way they haven't been. But they may not be at the top of the conference. So when we're talking big picture here, what does this really mean? Well, I think you have to just kind of look at the conference as a whole. In the last couple of years of what we've seen in contracts for coaches in this conference, and understand that we're starting to see this money from this media rights deal really start to get pumped out. And while even before the media rights deal had been made earlier uh, last year, when you had guys like Jim Harbaugh resigning, uh, Mel Tucker signing his contract extension, other things like that, you kind of get the feeling now, looking back on it, that all those schools were simply just honestly really, really smart in seeing that the money was coming and understanding that they could get these guys under long-term deals now and then maybe avoid what would happen if things exploded financially in the Big Ten and say, like 2024, 2025, when it's going to be adding teams. So when you have guys getting like 10-year contracts in the Big Ten, you're thinking, man, that's nuts. But at the same time, if it ends up being that five years from now, coaches are being hired at whatever the rate is at the time, I mean, that rate's not going to go down. So the longer the deal is, the better financially for the school. And of course, it gives the fans the security they want. The coaches and players obviously want to have that security too. So it's an all sort of winning situation, a win-win. But what, what now what you have in the Big Ten is eight coaches that are all at the very least in the top 20, if not into, I tried to look it up and get the exact number, top 17 coaches in the country being paid highest. Eight of the top paid 20 coaches in the country, at the very least, if not even a little less, are coming out of the Big Ten. You got Mel Tucker, Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh, Luke Fickle, and Matt Rule, the new guys, P.J. Fleck, Pat Fitzgerald, and Brett Bielema. All of them make at least $6 million per year now. It's nuts. And it's the way college football is going. And I'm so glad that the Big Ten is getting to be the first to it here. Because that's the biggest thing. That's the thing I've preached more than anything when talking about what this money is going to mean. It has to be used effectively, efficiently, but also quickly. Because there's other conferences, and of course the one in particular in the SEC, that is going to be getting this kind of money soon too. But right now you have the advantage of being the only one with it. So while you have it, get your coach. Make Brett Bielema 
one of the highest paid coaches in all of the country for getting Illinois ranked for a couple of weeks. Do it. Because now is the time to do that without having to worry about it. Schools are not worrying about it. They're throwing the money at people right now and saying, hey, we know the money is coming in. If it runs out at some point, we'll worry about it then. And that is exactly how I want it to be done from a business standpoint, just strategically. But it's also pretty nice that it's the most fun way to go about doing things too if you're a fan. Just spend all the money that you can to make yourself really, really good. That's a look at, again, just what's going on in the Big Ten financially, really in general, but spurring off of the contract extension signed by Brett Bielema, six-year extension with a base salary of $6 million and added annual incentives and bonuses with it, too. So that's what we have as far as Big Ten coaches go in football. But what about what we're doing on the basketball court? And with one potentially future Big Ten basketball player in particular, you probably have heard his name before, Bronny James, LeBron James Jr.'s son. Does Ohio State have the package to get him to Columbus? Would Bronny James even be going to Columbus or any college if he ends up making this choice. He's the highest ranked recruit that has not decided what he's doing next season, and that decision may not still be coming for a while. We're going to talk to Jason Jordan about it here, our Locked On Recruiting Insider for basketball, in just a moment. Before we do that, though, LinkedIn Jobs is the place to go to make sure that you can find the best candidate for your open position without having to go through all the hassle of Well, trying to actually find them. They're already there over at LinkedIn Jobs. All you have to do is head on over to the site, post it on there, and your job is available to, well, really everyone on LinkedIn. You can go and get the person that you want for your position, the perfect one with everything that checks all the boxes over at LinkedIn Jobs. Go right now to see what we're talking about at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. That's absolutely free, posting your job at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. Also, thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every weekday. Also, make Locked On Sports Today your second listen of the day, every single day. Peter Bukowski has everything you need to know from all of the biggest stories in sports in 20 minutes or less, just like what we do over here at Locked On Big Ten, but for the entire sports world. Head on over to Locked On Sports today once you're done here with Locked On Big Ten to hear what I'm talking about wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Hey, you're tuned into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every weekday. We're joined by our Locked On recruiting specialist for basketball, Jason Jordan, here brought to us by LinkedIn Jobs. Jason, of course, lets us know all about the latest up-and-coming players up next in the Big Ten. If you're looking for the newest up-and-coming talent for your next open position, you can find it over at LinkedIn Jobs. They got everything that you need to make sure you've got the right person for the job that you have available. All right, Jason. Just about all the 2023 basketball recruiting class is about knotted up by now, but there is one name out there that, while he's not on the top of the recruiting boards, may still very well be the biggest name in the 2023 cycle. Bronny James, LeBron James' son, who of course has ties to Ohio State, still has yet to make a decision on what school he's going to, if he's going to a school, any of that kind of stuff. I mean, with where we're at on his recruitment in particular, how far down the road are we from him actually making a decision still? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little warmer. When <laughs> when we hear the news, I think we might be wearing shorts. So 
you know, I, I definitely think he's a spring decision guy. Um, everything about how they moved, um, obviously, has been covert, but you expect that from um, Clutch and LeBron, and that, and that that's kind of how they move. You know, they they do they go at their own pace, and it's usually a snail pace. So, um, especially with this, um, because there is so much unknown, so they're keeping a lot close to the vest. Um, you know, it shocked a lot of people when he went on the visit to Ohio State because I can tell you in the summer. <laughs> Every coach at Peach Jam was like, he ain't going to college. He's going to work out for a year. He's going pro. Um, that was the talk, you know, in the summer, late summer for sure. And then that started to change. And then, you know, then Memphis jumped out there, USC. And he's linked to Duke and Oregon and Kansas and Kentucky. And we don't know if these are confirmed offers, but, you know, some of them are confirmed. Some of them are urban legend. You know, I can tell you some of them are certainly urban legend because I've talked to the coaches. But, um, you know, then he takes the visit to Ohio State. Now, he ain't taking any more visits right so i'm the i'm of the mindset you know since they're not saying anything we got to watch what they do so when he starts taking more visits then i'll get you know we get a better gauge on where he's what he's really looking to do post high school so i'm i'm still not sure but but when he does make a decision to answer your question yeah i wouldn't expect anything before their season is over and that ain't till february march um late signing period is in mid-April. So I think I think you could probably bank on it being around that time. How in more particular has this been different, him going through this just because of, I mean, him going through it with his father out there and that kind of knowledge and the know-how that he has and kind of doing this kind of thing? Yeah, it was, it's going to be completely, you know, unfair, um, you know, uh, it's going to be a circus. It's going to be a lot of, it's all these things. This is all part of the course. I mean, I remember back in the day, this make this dates me, but I did, <laughs> I did a story on Michael Jordan's kid, Jeff. And, um, you know, he wasn't as good as Bronny, but, you know, um, he went through his own process in a different, in a different world. You know, this is a different world now, but it was just the same amount of scrutiny. I mean, it was, People thought he walked on water, too. You know, he didn't. And just like Brian, he doesn't, you know. So um, he runs the it, – it's tough for him, though, man, because it's like everybody wants him to be his dad. He's not. He's not his dad. You know, he's not He's not that level of a talent. He's a really good player. Um, and so he's going to have a lot of – his role will be very unfair. But, you know, such is life. LeBron's touched on that, um, you know. Yeah, he said he didn't want to. I think his, you know, his actual name is LeBron James Jr. I remember on one, the episode, the famous episode of the shop, said he thought that was a mistake, undue expectations. But then he turns around and says, "I really want to play with my son in the NBA." So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that sounds like a lot of uh, that sounds like a lofty expectations right back at him. So, you know, because the question becomes, is he good enough to play in the NBA? So, you know, he he's got a rough road, but that that comes with it. So since everything is, at least you assume, with what he's going to do, so calculated, uh, so done with purpose, what do you make of that visit to Ohio State? Because I was in the same boat. I was at the very least like, if this guy's, if he's, if he's going to go to a college, it was really weird for them to just make a random visit to Ohio State out of nowhere. What did you take away from that and what that meant? 
So me personally, I I took it like, you know, let me let my son enjoy kind of some of the fruits of his labor. Let him have a little fun. Let him go out there and uh, see what a visit is like and um, let him go through the process, which I'm not I'm completely not mad at. I think he he should. I think he should go on more visits. Um, I think that, I mean, well, what I think doesn't matter to them, but I think they should probably expose him to a little bit more because he's never, literally never spoken to the media, um, which, Hey man, get it how you live as a parent. I'm not mad, you know, but at the end of the day for the, for the, uh, the trajectory that they have him on, because remember they want to play together in the NBA. Well, you gotta be really good to go to the NBA. (laughs) You got to sit on different stages to go to the NBA. So, um, a lot comes with that. And, sheltering doesn't help so um you know i was happy to see when they sent him on the ohio state visit but i took it like let's let him you know wet his whistle a little bit i'm sure he wants to go on some visits just to see what it's like um and i think they'll do that i think he'll go on a couple more visits i think i've heard he will but we'll see we'll see where would you put your money right now as to not necessarily which school he goes to, but whether or not he'll go to college compared to take any of the other routes that are now out there? Yeah, long as he as long as he's only taking one college visit, I'm still not buying college because I you know, you could talk my head off. I'm a I'm from the show me state. Uh, I'm really not, but I am mentally. But uh, you got to go on some more visits for me to let me know that you <laughs> show me is real. You know, like you got to show me you really are like, I really want, oh, I like this one. I need to see that one. I mean, on the most basic level, you got to do that if that's really what you want to do. So, I mean, you know what pro-life will be like. You lived it your whole life. So, um, you know, you know, I don't know, man, because, you know, because there are a lot of downsides to him going to college for what they want him to do. I say that, you know, that with that, I'll put that on it. So that's why I'm not thoroughly convinced that he's going to college because the control leaves in college. There is no control in college, no matter what. Does NIL change any of this and how they might be looking at this? Because another thing I think of when I think of LeBron James is the ability to make himself a business and the opportunity for Bronny to start his business in college. That situation just changed a whole lot over the course of the last year and the start of his recruitment. Also around the same time he made that random visit. Right. So well, he's already started his business. We got to start. Remember that. Like he's already. Well, yeah, that's true. Officer, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just it's really you got to look at it like where can he go to uh, grow his business? What is the best position for him to grow the business? He's already, you know, started and quite lucrative. And uh, anyway, so, you know, they're going to have they have stuff lined up already. But it's just what what you know, I, I hate to say this because this is the world we live in now. But, um, you know, I, what what it ain't what what's the best best basketball fit you know people might say that but a guy in his position might not that might not be the top of the list it might it's probably more who's going to give us more um eyeballs more marketability who's going to um put us in position to continue to grow the business um and that and i gonna say unfortunately but that's just the new world that we're in and now those coaches actually have to have those talks where uh, a year ago it was kind of like you just sit down and work and shut up and and play ball and roll the balls out now it's kind of like you better not say that you're not getting nobody on campus so 
So if that's what it is, if it's putting together that whole package, if college is the route for him, does Ohio State put together a package that can compete when you put together the NIL, the exposure, all that kind of stuff in what they're looking for? Yeah, well, they they certainly can compete. I mean, you know, you guys have collectives and uh, popping up, and I saw Gene was asking for more <laughs> more support for collectives and things like that. Yeah, they y'all definitely have the fan base to compete. But, but here's the question: It becomes the cost benefit analysis um, of nine months. If that if in fact he is going to college, I know the plan is the goal would be for him to be one and done. Now. Do I think he's a one-and-done talent? I don't. I don't think he's a one-and-done talent. Um, And that's not a knock. I mean, that's not a long list, right? So if you're a two-and-done, my goodness, that means you're one of the best players on the planet at your sport. So, um, it, it, you know, for you to put this massive NIL together, I get they would get a lot of eyeballs. LeBron would be at a lot of games. You know, it would bring a lot marketing-wise. But but then you got to – you know, you usually put that into somebody who's going to get you to, you know, the elite eight, the final four, You're like a go-to guy. And he's not a go-to guy. Like he's a, a good compliment player, especially in year one. I mean, be clear, especially in year one. This is the first year right now a high, as a high school senior. This is the first year he's the go-to guy on his high school team. <laughs> I mean, come on, like, y'all people gotta relax, you know. Like, so he's not gonna just take one year of high school being the man, one year of high school being the man, and then step in as a freshman and be like, that's final four. But no, you can stop, stop, you know. Like, it, that's what I'm saying. He's not his dad, and that's you know, that's unfair to say that he. So it's like, do we pour all this money into this kid who's gonna be at best? a good compliment player, good role player on our team. And, you know, that's for the, you know, but are they like, well, it doesn't matter. LeBron will be there, but oh, they'll probably bring Drake to a game and, you know, we'll get a lot of eyeballs and sell a lot. I mean, but I don't think you have a problem selling tickets now. So it, it becomes a, you know, it, it is he going to help you win the league? Is he going to help you get to the Speed 16 Elite 8 Final Four? That's what you got to weigh out. And so, you know. That's the cost-benefit analysis of it. Gordon Gordon doing a good job bringing things back on the court as we talk about Bronny James and his recruitment. Let's wrap things up by staying on the court for a minute here, Jason. Ohio State already has a really good recruiting class here in this cycle. If they were to land Bronny James, where does that put this class for the Buckeyes? Yeah, like you said, they have a talented class. We have him at number seven right now. I think he, if they got Bronny, because I really like Bronny, be clear. I like Bronny as a compliment player um, because I think if he fits that role and then you take the pressure off him, you surround him, and he's just one of the talented guys and not the guy, um, he could really flourish. So, you know, we're at seven now. If they get Bronny, that would be a five-man class, deep class, a lot of interchangeable parts with Scotty Middleton and Devin Royal and – uh, Tayson Chapman and Austin Park. I think that would probably put them in the top five, maybe even bump Connecticut down to six because we have them at five now. So, um, yeah, that would be big. Um, but it's more because of the class as a whole. Like, 
um, his addition would really mesh well with the interchangeable parts that they have uh, with a lot of length and athleticism and uh, guys who can play a lot of different roles on both ends of the court. So, yeah, I mean, that's big. Top five recruiting class, that's definitely a selling point and something that uh, I know that Ohio State uh, could, you know, turn into more marketing for them in the years to come. Without him, as you mentioned, top 10 recruiting class either way. So a whole lot to look forward to if you're a Buckeye basketball fan, but just be a whole lot of fun if you could just add LeBron James into the mix with it too. Jason Jordan with us here. If he does make some sort of decision, we know you'll have we'll have him back on and I'm guessing we'll have him on at some point in between those two times as well. Cause it's again, looking like it'll still be a little while before he ends up making any definitive move either way. Thanks Jason for taking a few minutes to talk to us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think the law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. A big thanks again to Jason Jordan for joining us here on the program to talk a little bit of the recruitment on Bronny James. Again, a little bit of a random thing just to kind of throw in here in the middle of the week, but we hadn't talked to Jason in a little while. We hadn't really talked about Bronny James and his potential to come to Ohio State, I think, ever on the show. So I thought it was a nice way to get those two things to come together and check off those two boxes. We'll finish up the show now here with the news from around the Big Ten and, of course, everything you need to know going into the day in sports. In Big Ten news, Ohio State sweeps the three stars of the week on the ice in men's hockey. Joe Dunlap, Scooter Brickley, and Davis Burnside win Offensive Defensive Player of the Week and Goaltender of the Week as well. On the basketball end, Philip Abracha of Iowa, Big Ten Player of the Week, picked up a 30-point game last week. And Bryce Sensabaugh. Big Ten Freshman of the Week. He's gotten some starting time with the Buckeyes as of late. Ohio State Freshman Offensive Lineman Avery Henry uh, brought us some shocking news and just uh, sad news on Twitter that hopefully he'll be able to fight through. He's been diagnosed with osteosarcoma, a type of bone cancer, and he posted in a notes app on his Twitter that you can go find and look and read for yourself that he's been diagnosed and, of course, going to fight through it. We hope that he does. Brett Bielema, as we mentioned, signed that six-year extension with Illinois, $6 million annually with annual raises and incentives. We've talked plenty on that. In football news, Nebraska quarterback Casey Thompson says he plans to return to Nebraska for another season. And also, four Penn State football players are getting Teslas in a new deal with NIL. It's linebacker Abdul Carter, quarterback Drew Aller, corner Kalen King, and offensive tackle Olu Fashianu. Those guys aren't being uh, sponsored by Tesla. I don't think sponsored's technically the term, but anywho, they're not getting NIL money from Tesla. It's another construction company that put their logo on the side of Teslas and are giving them to the kids to drive. So it's cool, though. 
good for them. And of course, we know how we you know how we stand here with an IL. Just get as much as you can before they do something about it, because the pendulum is going to swing back at some point. Let's look at everything going on around the Big Ten. Some more recruiting news tomorrow on the show. In the afternoon here, we're going to have a look at everything going on with National Signing Day. All sorts of stuff's going to be happening, people recruiting. So later on near the end of the day, we'll be here to recap everything that you need to know from what we had in the day in signing across the country. So if people flip, if people don't sign, we'll get all of that stuff to you, as well as just some of the highlights on some of these classes. Big day in the start of the offseason for college football, or at least start of the offseason for the people who aren't in bowl games. That'll be just about it for Locked On Big Ten. Coming back here tomorrow, we'll again have more on everything that you need to know going on in the conference. And I'll be back with everything that needs it, with everything that happens from now until then. A couple of notes and recruiting commitments real quick. Offensive tackle Mason Goldman committed to Nebraska, three-star out of Nebraska. Three-star defensive lineman Jeremiah Warren committed to Illinois out of the state of Michigan. And three-star athlete Cameron Wallace committed to Penn State over the last day. He had other offers from Indiana, Georgia Tech, and a whole bunch of other schools outside the Power Five, too. That's all for Locked On Big Ten here today. I'll be back tomorrow with more. Until next time, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten.